0: Hey guys, we're back at it again, Attack the Attack 360 podcast. And I just want to give everybody a big thank you. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And uh, if you feel like someone could benefit from the podcast, please pass it along and share it. I want to give a big thank you to everyone who, at the same time, uh, donated... To the spot fund for our Southtown Junior uh, Olympic team, uh, we collected enough money. We also did a raffle. We're going to be doing a raffle here shortly, uh, probably tomorrow. Uh, and I just want to give a big thank you for that. Without y'all support, these kids, you know, <laughs> they they you know they wouldn't have that opportunity. And now they have that opportunity. And they have one more month of training and getting ready uh, to go compete. So, again, thank you to everyone who supported um, the Southtown Junior um, Judo team. And uh, thank you very much for y'all's donation and y'all's support. Uh, so, again, we couldn't have done it without y'all. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else? Uh, things have been going, uh, pretty crazy, man. We've been busy, you know? I, I know that I, uh, doing the podcast, I'm trying to do it, you know, I've been doing, I used to do it once a week, now I'm doing it like maybe once every two weeks, and that's because, um, getting extremely busy, um, not only with work, but with the judo end of it, you know, the training, the coaching, and it's not an excuse, but just letting you know that there's, uh, you know, there's, there's never a dull moment, (laughs) you know, um, excuse me. We really are training hard. We're really, you know, going back and forth with ideas and, uh, sharpening these, uh, young minds and getting them going. Um, and so I got a lot of feedback too from that last episode, a helping hand, and you know, again, it's just big thank yous all around. You know, without any of y'all, this this it's none of it's possible. The podcast is impossible. The the team, the donations, the you know, moving forward and and sharing of knowledge. It's you know, without you guys, it's not possible. So again a big big thank you to everybody out there um all right we are on this path of um, completing miyamoto masashi's uh work okay so one of the episodes was about you know Miyamoto Masashi, and then I had something in between, and then we went with uh, the book of Five Rings, and we talked about strategy and how to incorporate that not only in your martial arts life, but in your uh, or martial arts journey, but your everyday life as well. Now, this uh, this third Miyamoto Masashi uh, episode, it's about uh, the 21 rules of Dokodo, the path of walking alone now you have to understand that Moto masashi was never buried he was alone the whole time he focused on training uh, uh fine-tuning his art he worked on um basically just killing right um Going to all the duels, fighting everyone, uh, just to prove that he is actually the best. And, you know, he's known as the Saint of uh, the Sword, okay? And uh, so, when he had his students and his school and, and he had his favorite, favorite student, he went ahead and wrote a book called Dakota, Okay? And it was its its rules that he lived by when he since he was alone, and you have to uh, let's how can I say that with with all twenty one rules we have to interpret it uh, in our in our own way, okay? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read um, I'm going to tell you guys the rules I'm going to read you guys the rules, and then we're going to go through it uh, quickly. Right. Because I don't want to be like, basically, I'm I'm just going to go straight to the point on each rule. Right. A little bit of cliff notes, but mostly straight to the point. Okay, Um, And at the same time, you have to understand, too, that. uh, How can I say it? This is part of a journey. Not only in walking alone, right um, It's also about your martial arts. It's it's there's more to it, right There's more to martial arts than just punching, kicking, um, fighting, um, styles, weaponry. There's more to it. There's your mindset, you know you have to know when to, turn on your your fighting spirit when to turn off your fighting spirit when to uh, evade mentally you know from your opponent can you fight without fighting can you um, sharpen your skill to or sharpen your mental um, mindset to sharpen your fighting mindset. So there, there's a whole bunch of things that can be interpreted, okay? Now, the main thing that um, it's like a general sense um, of Miyamoto Musashi, it's, it's always, it has to do with way, okay? Uh, do, okay, let's just go with that. D-O, uh, in Japanese it's pronounced do, so it's way, okay? That's what it translates to, the way. So if you were to look at, I'm going to use judo for instance, judo, it's gentle way. If you look at um, like bushido, and a lot of people don't understand what bushido is, right? But bushido translates to way of the samurai or way of the warrior, okay? Um A fighting style uh, sword style called kendo means way of the sword okay Um, you also have sado which is way of tea okay so keep in mind that do is the way and when you're learning and going on your path of your journey right or on your journey you're incorporating the way and again it's it's a different it has different concepts of of the meaning the way you know it's your path it's your uh, route your your routine your uh, part of your principles it's also part of um, your belief uh, your art your skill you know, it all goes in line with the do, the way, okay? So, here we go on the 21 rules of path of walking alone, dakoto, um, and the way, right? So, here we go. Number one, um, do not oppose the ways of the world. Well, what does that mean? Right? Some things cannot be changed, plain and simple, right? They can't be changed. The way of the world, human nature, the past, you have to accept everything the way it is. Don't dwell or or become overwhelming by things that you cannot control. Focus on what is within your sphere of influence. Plain and simple, okay? You cannot change anything. I've had this conversation with another student. Matter of fact, today uh, on, you know, while I was at work, he was text messaging me in and I went ahead and said, you know what, don't dwell on the past. You cannot change what you went through or your training. You learned it a certain way, but now you're learning it a different way. So stop bringing it up, right? So move forward. And again we cannot control anything that comes in our path we just accept it you know there's things to where um, you know it it falls in line with disagreements or uh, with work or in normal everyday life challenges sometimes we just have to go with it we just have to accept it right because Either it's going to go for the good or it's going to go for the bad. And if you see that it's going to go for the bad, at least you're prepared and you accept it. And then you fix it or you change you change that path, right? So keep that in mind. Some things cannot be changed. Number two, do not seek pleasure for for your own sake, okay? Now, Life of self-discipline requires you to pursue what is meaningful and useful often at the expense of what is pleasurable. Okay, so for me and Moto Masashi, happiness is not an end and it's worth challenging, right? Worth cha- or, or worth chases, right? it's not worth chasing your pleasures. It's in reality it's not. Um You have to accept, right, um, what you already have and pursue the meaning of growth and mastery, not trinkets, should I say, right? Don't go for that. Don't go for pleasures. Go for growth uh, mentally, okay? Um, There's also another rule somewhere in there in the 21 rules. Where it's like you don't focus on uh, materialistic things, but it this also goes in line with it, right? As part of your pleasures, so don't try to go for for a pleasure for your own sake. Try to go for growth, right? Go for your your like for your martial arts journey. You're you're growing mentally because you're learning a discipline. Whatever style, whatever discipline it is, martial arts system, weapon system, whatever it is, you're learning, you're growing. And at the same time, you're learning while you're learning, you're mastering what you're learning, okay? So do that. Um, Do not, under any circumstances, depend on partial feeling, right? So what does that mean, right? Uh, This rule, this rule relates to the idea of Hizhōzhen, used frequently in the context of martial arts, meaning presence of mind. Okay, so and under, uh, under any circumstances, depending on the partial feeling, do not do that, right? In other words, go with a full feeling, maintain clear sight, view your circumstances, learn to trust your intuition. When relying on only a partial feeling, your gut, often referred to as your second brain, right? So if you rely on your gut, like say, if you got that gut feeling, Don't do it partially. Don't say, "Uh, okay, yes, but I'm still going to do this because I don't really think it's going to happen. And then something happens, right? If you would have went with your gut feeling, then you would have taken care of it. Always go with your gut feeling, right? Always go with, hey, you know, it's something is not right. I'm not going to do it. Right. If I if I'm walking to our to my car at night and I feel like something's not right that there's maybe someone around or um, you know there's more than one person or whatever then yeah I'm not gonna go to my car I'm gonna wait I'm gonna go and say hey you know can can someone walk with me right or hey can someone give me a ride to my car uh, I just don't feel right you know go with that gut feeling I'm using it as an example for ladies right. Guys, you know, the same way, you know, if you got buddies, you know, go with your buddies. Back them up because you never know what's going to be out there. OK, so always go with that gut feeling. Uh, that was number three. Number four, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. OK, so what does that mean? This is an, uh, an exercise in humility. OK, uh, what you need to do is maintain a light sense of self will. Right. Uh, better judgment, uh, adapt, um, adapting. Uh, ad- I can't say the fucking word. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, adaptability. There we go. Um, and growth. Uh, and, you know, just just. Work on that, you know. If if you if you don't, then you become frustrated and 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 always in pain and always miserable and and always angry. Uh, and if you're doing that to yourself, uh, then it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard life. You have to to have better judgment. You have to adapt to things. You gotta, you know, grow mentally and physically and 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 become one you know basically that's what he's saying you know he, thinking thinking lightly excuse me thinking lightly of yourself and deeply of the world you know you're it's it's uh, the world's going to consume you so you have to uh, practice your humility you got to practice on on working on you to be a better person Okay, number five, be detached from desire your whole life long. Now, when I first read that the first time, I was like, what does that mean? I I really don't understand it. And I had to do some, some diving into this, right? What does he mean by be detached from desire your whole life long? I didn't understand it. So this is what um after you know trying to do a little bit more research on this part because i couldn't figure it out um this is what i came up with right this is another buddhism inspired um sentiment okay now keep in mind miyamoto masashi was also practicing and and was a buddhist okay um as well as an artist uh, uh, a writer and and many other things. Okay, uh, this rule pretty much foreshadows many of Masashi's later rules. Uh, while it's impossible to renounce your desire entirely, practicing detachment can help us maintain presence. Of mind and body, okay, or your he uh, he joshin, right? And he he is a meaning of presence of mind, right? You're practicing that presence of mind, okay, to focus on uh, what truly matters. That's basically what he means. Focus. You know, being, uh, uh, don't be detached. Focus on on yourself, okay? Uh, Number six, do not regret your past deeds. Okay, do not regret your past deeds. Well, basically what he's saying is mistakes hurt, right? But not as much as inaction, or missed opportunities. You know when you when you have a missed opportunity or you feel like like you had an opportunity to do something or to um, enact with somebody and it doesn't doesn't happen, you don't follow through with it, then you start dwelling on it, it hurts, right? So keep in mind that no one is perfect and you cannot change your past right? You, you can't. If you dwell on the past, you're going to be, you know, full of regret. You're going to be miserable. You have to break those those shackles, okay, of regret and learn from everyday mistakes, okay, or your missteps. You have to learn from your mistakes. Well, Once you learn from your mistakes, then guess what, you can move on. You can move on. You learn from it. You you make it better, and then you move on. And at the same time, you can also do uh, when it comes to your training. You know, like like uh, like I was explaining to the students uh, getting ready for the tournament. Part of that that rule, right? Don't dwell on your mistakes or your mishaps right the reason being is because when you're training and if you're in a competition because this happened to me many times right and you're competing and let's just say you lost but don't take it as a loss you didn't lose that is a learning experience right You take what you lost and say, how can I improve what I should have done? Okay? And you start thinking more. You start coming up with more options. You start uh, learning like, okay, I shouldn't have done this move. I could have done that move instead. And the outcome probably would have been different. So keep in mind that if you dwell on what you could have done is going to eat you up you know and and again like i i had a conversation with a student another student an adult student um who just started and and he's got a black belt in taekwondo and this guy is is young and he's awesome and um you know we were talking and i and i told him i said you know what's funny is that uh, i was at a tournament and i lost to a guy who did taekwondo uh, in a martial arts karate tournament he goes really I said yeah I said but but that was the first and last time that I lost to a taekwondo player and he goes oh yeah I said yeah because I learned from my mistakes so I fixed it I didn't have regret I learned from that mistake Right. And I got I ended up getting second place in a tournament and I was fine with it. You know what I mean? Because afterwards, after the the competition and and yes, I did lose to him, but I took it as a learning experience. And I went up to him and I said, man, you're you know, you're awesome. You're a good, good fighter. Um, You know, it was awesome competing with you. And all I have to say is that um, it was a great learning experience competing with you and he took it as a compliment right so there's there's competitors or there's martial artists out there that are very respectful in that aspect excuse me in that aspect and then there's guys that say you know what did you learn you just lost you know I just kicked your ass you know what I mean so it's like you have to know your opponent's to have that conversation with them. And, you know, depending on how they answer. Uh, if you if they give you an answer that you don't expect. Then it's like, okay. Now you know what kind of person they are. Right? So, just keep that in mind. Okay. So, uh, let's see here. Number seven. Never be jealous of others. Good or bad. Okay. So now, this is where I was like... What does he mean, good or bad, right? And being jealous of someone, right? Like regret is often toxic. Okay, uh, it's it's a it's a comparison to how can I say it? Hmm. Okay. Uh, we often fall into a trap, right? We do. We fall into a trap of measuring our behind the scenes uh, against others or highlight reels. We get jealous if someone achieves what, you know, they, they achieve something and we get jealous of it, right? And we also get jealous if someone is happier than we are um, or if they have something that we want or they achieve something that we didn't, right? Um, It's, it's, you can't do that, right? You, You can't be jealous of that. Why? Because you don't know if that person worked hard for what they have. They're they're extremely happy because they achieve something. You can have it too if you work hard, right? Now, jealousy it makes you uh, uh, it makes you have toxic feelings. Okay, uh, it it robs you of your own joy. So don't be jealous. Be happy for that person. Be happy that they achieved something. Be happy that they were able to. Uh, move up higher in rank or if they accomplished, uh, uh, something in life, right? If they got a better job or a better pay. So what if you didn't get it? Yes, we all want it, but you have to work a little hard to get that. And if you're jealous of it, then you're going to rob yourself of the happiness that you can have as well. And it's going to start putting you down and down and down. Okay, that's basically what he means. All right, number eight. Never let yourself be saddened by a separation. Okay, so this rule takes on many meanings for for Masashi. Okay, he spent most of his life traveling, honing his swordcraft against his enemies or his foes far and wide. Uh, Making it difficult to uh, create strong connections with others, okay? So, this is another form of practicing detachment, like on Rule 5, okay? Uh, While grief is a normal human emotion, understand and accept that all things, every event, relationship, And even life itself comes to an end. This allows you to prioritize maintaining presence. Okay. Amongst things fully. Okay. Um, Live with a sense of urgency. So, never let yourself be saddened of separation. Learn how to be detached right? Don't get too clingy. Don't, uh, be, uh, always wanting to connect to something. You get it. And if something doesn't work out, let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> okay. Don't hold, don't try to hold on to it. Don't try to cling on to it. Don't try to, to, to smother it and just hold it with you. No, let it go. Okay. And that revolves around, um, Many things, you know, it's like all of our emotions and and um every event or relationships or life itself. Right. You, you got to sometimes learn how to let things go, including, you know, grudges, um, which falls into number nine. Right. Hold no grudges against yourself or others. Right. So don't don't do that. You know, if you regret something, you know, then. It, then it becomes jealousy, or it's like a, a, a type of regret, or it ends up becoming uh, a grudge, or uh, you'll start holding grudges and and hinder your own pursuit of the way. Okay, um, what good is to what good is a grudge to a man or his or on his who is who the who is on his deathbed? okay, if you hold a grudge all the way to death, what what good does that do? You know, it's not gonna, you're not gonna die happy, you're not gonna die at a, at a, you know, where you're at peace. If you hold that grudge, or if someone you know dies, and you had that grudge against them, and you couldn't, you know, make peace before they go, you know, that's, that's, you, you got to learn how not to do that. Don't be holding grudges, right? Learn how to forgive, right? Learn, learn to be free of yourself and, and free of uh, unnecessary attachments, okay? Um, clinging on to that past hurt is just going to continue on that journey of, of burden. And, and you don't want that. Let it go. Just let it go, <laughs> Okay? Number 10, steer clear of the path of, I'm sorry, steer, I'm sorry. Wow. Steer clear of the path to attachment. Okay. Don't, again, it, it, a lot of it is revolving around itself, but, um, you know, this specific rule translates very, right? It's, it, it, it can mean a, very, a variety of things. Masashi was referring to love uh, and others describing the focus of more of love and passion. Um, He's saying, don't get attached. Steer clear of that path to attachment. You know, I have to disagree with it because If you truly love someone and you have passion and, um, you know, even though things may cause issues, maybe things um, could make a, you know, a turn for the worse, you don't want to let it go, but at the same time, it's like... If you're able to work things out, great. But if you're not able to work things out, then yes. Don't be attached. Let it go. Someten- some, sometimes you have to... Uh, the things that you love the most, you have to let go. All right? Um, and that's that would be my, my way of describing it, right? Understand that all things, objects, emotions relationships even life um, they all have an end right so you have to practice on detachment um, and pursue your presence your presence of mind right in your pursuit of mastery um, a high purpose you know and the way So if you if you are detached you focus on the things that you want to achieve. But at the same time, if you're not alone, if you're with somebody, that person that's with you, that loves you and 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 cares for you, and vice versa, you too with them, you love them, you care for them, um, this is where I'm doing a little detach from this rule, they also, your partner, has to also love what you do. For instance, as myself, an example, I've been through... Uh, past relationships to where, yes, at first they were supportive of me training and me learning and then me teaching and then me uh, trying to start my own uh, self-defense workshops and, and all that. At first they were, but then they got jealous. They They didn't want me to do it because they felt like they were going to lose me. And when I say lose me, they figure, uh, a better way of putting it, that they would lose me to somebody else. And that's not the case, right? If I'm, why would I want to learn? Why do I want to learn martial arts? Well, because I wanted to learn how to defend myself. And I wanted to learn how to teach and then at the same time teach self-defense for others. Um... And there's another backstory to it, but that was mostly it. And, you know, the people that were extremely jealous, and even though I loved them and cared for them, I had to learn to be detached. I had to let them go in order for me to do what I wanted to do in my path that I felt was right. (coughs) Excuse me. And so far, I'm slowly doing that. I'm slowly achieving my goal to do that, right? And at the same time, I actually found a really good partner that, you know, that's wanting the same thing, you know, like Sensei Patrick there at Southtown Judo. He wants the same thing. Now, when I said partner, I'm talking about like a, my instructor turning into maybe a business partner, whatever, right? And so wanting the same goal to work together as a team, okay? instead of someone being jealous of you and saying, you know, I don't want you to do that or make you sign a form saying that, you know, you cannot teach anywhere about, you know, at least 20 miles near me or whatever. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have to learn how to not be attached to things, learn how to uh, detach and, and move forward seek, you know, go on that path and and go on that journey and seek your way. Number 11, in all things, do not have any preferences. So stay focused, stay disciplined and detached. (laughs) Some of the most valuable things in your pursuit of excellence won't be pretty, okay? But they'll be useful. So pursue optimal performance as a vehicle for developing yourself, not for glamor and attachment, okay? So spend your time honing your skills, spend your time focused and disciplined and, and seek the things that you want right in all things okay so that's basically what he's saying there number 12 have no luxury in your house so what is no luxury in your house i mean for us that's like nowadays right if you do modern time you're looking at TVs and you know beds and sofas and you know you're basically trying to keep up with the Joneses and you're trying to um, you know you're to be uh, just trying to outdo everybody right your friends your family your neighbors you know and is that good no right because then you stay focused on stuff. And you don't need stuff to make you happy. Right? Um, because if you focus on that, it's going to hinder your pursuit to a better life. Now, it all depends, right? I guess people will say, well, you know, me having all these things, I have a better life. Okay, fine. If that's you, that's you. But if you're focused on um if you're basically like a minimalist minimalist, there we go then all you're focused on is your pursuit to train your pursuit to uh, master your craft okay now keep in mind that these rules he left for a student and again, they didn't, this was back in 18, so I have to look at my previous notes, but it was dated back pretty far, okay, in 18 something. And, you know, it's like, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Could you do it now? Could you use these rules now? Of course you can, right? Of course you can. But it's a matter of how you want to, what kind of life do you want to live? You know so don't uh, don't have a lot of luxury in your in your house is basically what he's saying okay um, what's the next rule let's see here number 13 uh, pursue no uh, delicacies for yourself okay so that kind of falls in line with the luxuries uh, in the home. But except he does not, um, Masashi doesn't um, pursue exotic foods or indulge in, in trappings. Uh, in other words, like, um, okay, so for instance, sweets and, and are one of my weaknesses. So when he says, um, like, delicacies, you're talking about, like, stuff that you would have food-wise, exotic foods or, or stuff like that. And if you give yourself all those, those pleasures and, and, and you're constantly eating the stuff that's bad for you, well, it's going to hinder you. It's going to render you, okay? Okay. Number fourteen. Uh, do not hold no. Do not hold on to possessions you no longer need. Okay, simple enough. The best way I can describe this is: if you have all those luxuries, what are you gonna do with them when you die? Right? You can't take them anywhere. You can't take them with you if you die. Right? And at the same time, it's like. You know, why do you want to leave it to your family if you have family, right? For instance, if I have all this stuff and I leave it with my son, who's to say that he wants this stuff? He's probably got his own stuff, right? So he's just collecting more junk. So why not get rid of it? Why not sell it? Why not donate it? Why don't you see whoever wants it, take it. You're not you're not gonna need it when you're dying or when you're dead, right? That's basically what he's saying. All right, do not hold on to possessions you don't no longer need. Now, considering that he was a minimalist, and the little things that he did have, he left them to past students as heirlooms, right? And, of course, it got passed down from generations to generations. Masashi didn't have a family. He didn't have kids. He didn't have a wife. Uh, All he had was his students. And again, he walked a path alone, just traveling, training himself, fighting, doing all those duels, and the stuff that he collected along the way, the little trinkets, even though it was little things here and there or whatnot, and when he finally did settle down and have his school and all that, he left that to his students. He didn't really hold on to anything the last years of his life, you know? So basically, do not he's saying, don't hold on to your possessions that you no longer need. If you don't need it, get rid of it, right? There's times where we all go through a, a, a purge. When I say purge, I mean like cleaning in the house where we just, hey, I don't use this. I'm throwing it away. You know, or give it to somebody who may need it. Right? So, rule 15, have trust in yourself and avoid superstitious beliefs. Okay. So, there's there's times where people believe in uh rituals, right? Um I'm going to use myself as an example. When I used to compete Uh, in some tournaments and stuff like that I would have this tradition and I felt like it wasn't really a superstitious tradition I never thought of it that way but I thought of it what I thought of it was was something that I needed and that was where I would I know I had a tournament you know then the day before so I would relax I would take a hot soak bath and some, you know, Epsom salt. Uh, I would sit there and just relax and meditate, listen to soft music, uh, stuff to to relax me and calm me down. Um, I would have a, a nice, healthy protein meal, you know. Um, and then I would go to bed and relax and sleep really good and then be refreshed and you know for the day of the tournament. And I was ready. And it became a routine. It became a superstitious routine after the one time I didn't do it and I got second place. <laughs> it became a superstitious routine. And basically what he's saying is that don't trust in that. Right, trust in yourself. If you look, if I look back, I can say yes, that is true. It was my performance. It was my uh, uh, way of acting and reacting in the tournaments when I was sparring and, and competing. So it wasn't. It didn't have nothing to do with, with the night before. Even though the night before, I didn't do the same thing that I would always do, I just got home, ate, went to bed instead of relaxing and calming my mind, right? It, it, you know, my mind was calm. I just didn't do the thing that I would always do, right? So it's not superstitious. Like if you carry a trinket in your pocket the whole time and, and. Uh, if you're that type of person that's watching the best, you know, a basketball game or a football game and, you know, you have to wear a certain shirt and a, or a certain jersey and, and you have to eat certain things at that time that the game's playing and you fall into that routine that's falling into a superstitious thing <laughs> when it has nothing to do with you. Right. So don't fall. Don't fall into that, uh, especially if you're training for yourself. Do it for yourself. Trust in yourself. Trust in your abilities. Okay. Uh, number 16. Do not concern yourself with um, superfluous trappings. Only the tools of your trade. What does that mean? Okay. Um, a carpenter trusts in his tools. Okay. He trusts his, in his tools of his trade, meaning, you know, like the hammer, the saw, the, the square, the measuring tape, the all his tools that he would use for his field of work, right? For his trade. And if you think of, uh, if he was to use something else that has nothing to do with his trade, it was. It, it could be a a a, a modern uh, tool. It could be a tool that would prevent him from doing uh, a lot a lot of work. It can f- probably make it faster for him. But if he's if he's not used to it, or if he doesn't know it, or it it doesn't really suit what he needs it for, he he why have it? Use the tools that you know how to use. For instance, like uh, Miyamoto Masashi. Uh, going back to him because this is his rules. He trusts in the blades, the katana's, the swords that he used. Okay, so he mastered and 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 renowned his his own swordsmanship. Okay, he, he uh, worked hard, you know, he, he learned how to maneuver and use, you know, two swords in both hands, you know, one in each hand, and he trusted in his skills in order for him to beat everyone that came in his way. So trust into your tools, right, your tools of the trade. And again, it could be a number of things. Uh, for me, it would be, you know, like my stick and knife fighting. I trust in the tools that I have to do that. And could I pick up a different stick or uh, a different type of material of a, of a baton or a different type of blade uh, from a straight edge to a folding edge to uh, the curved blade, a uh, carabid blade? Like an ice pick, could I trust in that tool for me to do the same things that I do with that I was taught with just a simple stick or a simple knife? Your tools may change, but they all do the same thing. And if you know that they do the same thing and you're able to maneuver those tools into doing the same thing instead of having to relearn something, then trust in it. Okay. All right. Uh, Do not shun death in the way. If you know, what does that mean? 17, right? Rule number 17. Do not shun death in the way. What is the way? Your path, your journey. The way is whatever, uh, again, whatever it falls into that category, into your art. If you know your training, in martial arts you know you're training to be if i use modern time if you're training to be that boxer that that cage fighter uh, know that all it takes is that one right hit. perfect technique of a hit that can cause you death right or be crippled if you're scared of doing that and you're on this path if you're on that way then you're constantly going to be scared and you're not going to go anywhere. So what he's saying is don't shun death. Don't be afraid of death on your way, okay? You know it's going to happen. You can't stop it. It could be now. It could be tomorrow. It could be in a week from now, a year from now, 10 years from now. You don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. But don't be scared of it. That's basically what he's saying. All right, number 18. Do not seek goods or um, filth, filth, filths, fifths in your old age. Do not seek goods in your old age. Let's just do that. Um, Okay, so if you're older and you're, you know, basically what he's saying is, As we've explored in his final days, Masashi gave away what little possessions he had to friends and family. Um, His fulfillment came from his lifelong pursuit of the way, of mastering the martial arts to which he dedicated his life. Following his legendary fighting career, he dedicated... The remainder of his life not to accumulate land or useless trappings what he calls it but to to teaching and training others and his philosophies okay so when you're okay so don't seek goods in your old age if You're older and you want more things and you more things. This is going more or less on the teachings, right? If you're training and you're trying to go do more training, more fighting, more this, more that. You know what? If you got it, good. If you can still do it, great. Right? I'm talking about modern time. Um, But look into... Sharing your knowledge. Okay. In the old when you're when you're older, basically what he's saying is that in your old age, instead of seeking for more, why don't you pass down your knowledge and give someone else that chance to achieve what you could have achieved? Basically, what he's saying. Okay. Um let's see here. Number 19. Respect Buddha and the gods, but ask them for nothing okay this is where you know i i myself don't talk about religion to friends to family i stay clear from that just because you know it could it it, it can go into a, a different way of things you know you can lose a friendship you can stop talking to a family member or it can go the opposite way you know you End up gaining a friend, or you, or you really enjoy, you know, that family member. But uh, going back to the to Dikodo, the the path of walking alone. When he says, "Do not seek," uh, I'm sorry, respect Buddha and all the gods, but not seek, or do not ask them for anything. What he's saying is that respect them, respect. Um, the religions out there. Okay? Uh if, if don't be that hypocrite. Don't be that hypocrite that that talks uh or disrespects a, a certain religion and think that yours is better. Okay? Don't be that person because in reality does it make you better? It doesn't. Okay? Um you know like I don't want to give examples because it can stir up a hornet's nest. But at the same time, you know, religion is supposed to be based on love and and helping and teaching and sharing with others. And not telling someone that you're going to hell and because you believe in the wrong thing, you don't believe what I believe in, and if you do that, that doesn't make you a good person at all. And if you're trying to change someone's beliefs, again, you're trying to basically bully them into, you know, believing in what you believe in. And, you know, it, it, even though, in religion, they say, go forth and teach. Depending on the person, you know, if you're doing ungodly things, but yet you're still praying to God and and, and trying to preach, then you're a hypocrite and and who's going to want to listen to that, okay? So basically what he's saying here is respect Buddha and the gods. respect our religion but ask nothing from them okay this is where it falls into uh, again you're alone this is the path of loneliness okay yes people say well pray and and God will give you what you want or he may not maybe he'll answer your prayer and he won't and if he doesn't that means you know, you weren't worthy of it, or you didn't deserve it, or, um, or something, right? So, in a way, this kind of goes into... Um, it goes into where, yes, you respect whoever you, you... You know, you respect your religion. But when you don't ask for anything from them, you have to rely on yourself. So what does that mean? This kind of falls back onto a story, uh, like an ancient Greek story, uh, and and it was called uh, Hercules and the Wagoneer, okay? So basically, and it's going to be a short little story, right? And you can understand where I'm coming from here and where Masashi is coming from here. Um, There was this farmer uh, on his wagon. And he was traveling, and at the same time, his wagon got stuck in this uh, in the, on the road because it got stuck in mud, right? So he got out of the wagon and and he started uh, ups, being upset and 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 so then he prayed to the god of Hercules, right? He prayed to Hercules, please come here and. And, and push my wagon or lift my, my wagon off this road and, and not let it be stuck. Well, Hercules was actually there. And he said, why should I help you if you don't bother to try and help you help yourself first? All you have to do is push on one end and yell at your horses to pull at the other end and you'll get it unstuck. Try it and do it before. Make an attempt before I try to help you. And the man did. And guess what? He got his wagon out himself by pushing and, and, and getting his horses yelling out the commands to, to pull. And, and they got the wagon out of the mud. So basically in that story, Is what uh, Masashi was saying. Respect the gods, but don't ask anything from them. Respect God. Respect whatever religion that you're in. Respect it. And do, put in the work to achieve what you want to achieve. Don't ask God for a handout. Because if you're not gonna make the attempt to do anything, then why should he help you? Now, I can understand that because why should he, you know, in my, in my logic is, is why should I help someone who doesn't help themselves, right? If they make an attempt, I say, hey, you know, like I'm gonna use the, the, the fundraiser as an example. If I say, hey guys, we have this this goal that we need to meet. I need you guys to get out there and sell tickets and do this and do that. And at the same time, I'm going to do it. And if we do it together, we can accomplish a lot, right? And yes, Lord, please give us the strength and the guidance to do all these things. And we do it, right? if we make that attempt we're going to meet that goal and we did thank god i thank everyone who put in the work to do so now if nobody put in the work nobody and do you think we still would have gotten it you have to think about that right it's like would we have gotten it if we didn't put in the work if i just like okay i didn't sell tickets and and I'm not posting or sharing or whatever on social media, and I'm not reaching out to friends and family and, and strangers and, and trying to, to put in that work on trying to raise funds for this team, do you think that maybe I would have gotten help? Probably not, because I wasn't putting in the work. You have to put in the work in order for you to achieve What you need to achieve. And if you're putting in the work and you, you know, if you do go ahead and ask and pray, please, Lord, help me out while you're doing work, maybe He'll help out. Maybe He won't. Maybe you'll do it on your own because you're putting in the work. Or maybe He guided you on what you needed to do while putting in the work to achieve your goal. There's many ways of looking at it. All right. Okay. That was rule 19. Rule 20. Sacrifice your life before sacrificing your name. Now, what does that mean? I had a hard time trying to figure that out. So when I was looking up stuff and I was doing my research during this, um, this is what I got. Um, let's see here. Honor may not win power, but it wins respect. And respect earns power. Rather than back down and sacrifice his honor, Masashi fought an unthanum 61 duels, enjoying near uh, mythical success. Because of his ethics and legacy. He has since been categorized. Masashi is now considered a kinsi, which translates the sword saint of Japan. Again, what does that mean, right? So instead of sacrificing Or sacrifice your life before sacrificing your name instead of giving yourself a bad rep a bad name he worked hard on to giving himself or making himself a good name he worked hard in training he worked hard in teaching he worked uh, when he was doing all those duels that 61 duels he worked hard to not die because there were battles to the death. There were fights to the death. Against really good other samurai. And. He made it known. That I am the best. He made it known that. My style. Is better than anyone else's. And he taught it. And he perfected it. He mastered it. He, he shared his teachings. He shared his knowledge. He. You know, lived a life to make his name, right, good, to become that sword saint of Japan. If he did things to, you know, make his name bad, then he would have been known as the sword saint, right? He would have been known as that guy, right? (laughs) Okay, Rule 21 never stray from the way of strategy this is the last rule what does he mean never stray from from the way of strategy it could be a number of things okay it could be um, your path in martial arts it could be your life's work um, it can be your journey through life okay master you have to have mastery of your own performance area you have to pursue the way of mastery you have to go that extra mile for that goal you have to 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 strategize how to achieve what is it that you want to achieve? Again, it goes back to uh, there's more than one path to the top of the mountain. Okay, you have don't don't if you have a goal in uh, uh, being the mix, the best mixed martial artist, then you know what achieve that goal. Learn to do mixed martial arts. Learn to, to focus on on ground game and stand-up game and whatever it is, another style, right? Striking, takedowns, ground, ground game, weaponry, whatever it is, never stray from it. If you wanna be a, an artist, a painter, don't stray from it, learn drawing, learn architecture, learn uh, art, learn how to use colors and manipulate colors and and learn how what a certain brush does, a fan brush, a wide stroke, a a thin stroke. You know, there's all these things that that you can learn that would help you stay on your way and you Learn that strategy to stay on that path and never stray from the way. Okay. Uh, enjoy the happiness of that pursuit and find joy in that journey. If if you don't if you don't find happiness in what you do, then why do it? I enjoy martial arts i really do even though the next day i'm in pain i'm hurting you know excuse me i have to get some water even though i'm 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 in pain and i'm hurting and i wake up sore i enjoy it just like guys that work out right Bodybuilders and they lifting these weights and they're sore and they're ripping their muscles to get bigger and and they're doing all these things That's their path. That's their goal. It's not going to be easy. None of it's going to be easy. But they enjoy it. Just like I enjoy it. I enjoy training and learning. I also enjoy teaching. Because when I'm teaching, it helps me learn more. It helps me learn how to teach better. I don't say that I'm the best teacher I say that I teach and I coach and I learn from what I'm already doing, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm not going to say that, that I know it all and no instructor and no coach should. They can say, yes, I'm going to show you how to do this. And while I'm showing you how to do this, my mind is open to learn the same thing that I am teaching you but it's open to learn it to say hey you know what we can do it a different way and let's work it together and let's let me show you how we can work it together that is a good coach and a good instructor okay they enjoy it they have passion for it they love it so don't stray from your path don't stray from your strategy on how to get to your path and at the same time is there really an end of it only if you make it an end you can still continue and moving forward and 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 evolving okay so those were the 21 rules of Dakota um, and I agree with some of the 21 rules, and I disagree with some of the 21 rules, right? It all depends on you, how you take it, how do you learn from it. And, you know, this is one of these these books that I would read again uh, over a few times, just so that way I can maybe interpret it more than one way. Um, and I hope that you guys listening um, maybe it would, it would inspire you to, to read it or listen to an audiobook that would uh, about Dakota that maybe you can interpret it in a different way than I would and if you do please I please share with me you know you can always email me at attack the attack 360 dot uh, dot com which is the website you go down you can message me there or You can go to attack the attack 360 at gmail.com and, um, excuse me. And that's a direct email and you can, you know, hit me up and say, Hey, you know, I've read Dakota and this is what I took from it. And we can have a discussion and say, Hey, you know what? That's a good idea. I, you know, I agree with you or okay, maybe not, but how about this? And we can have a discussion about it, whatever. Right. And in where we could come to an understanding. And the same thing with uh, the Book of Five Rings and, and strategy, you know, that strategy uh, concept um, to learn. All right. Okay, guys, if there's anything that can help you out with any questions, you know that you can go to attack the attack 360 com or dot net to the website and and. Check out you know check out the website um, and then you leave a message and whatnot. You can write an email there or you can go to attack the attack 360 at gmail.com and send an email that way. Again, uh, I want to give everyone a big shout out and thank you for following the podcast, sharing the podcast, and at the same time if you donated to the cause uh, at Southtown Judo for our junior uh, team going to, uh, the junior Olympics, uh, championship. I really appreciate your donation. I really appreciate your help. Thank you so much. We did meet our goal. And, um, again, we couldn't have done it without y'all guys, please be safe, be blessed and watch your 360. I'm out.